Fire opens the show now, and he decided not to. For you have been opening. You have been opening for the past two shows. That what are you talking was, about? I opened last show. As soon as there I was, recorded, I said, "Oh wait." I was Fire just set up. Made I was just set up. Every single episode. There was that he no note. Open. There was literally no note that I was opening today. You have been uh, you opening. Have I want to hear claimed that. The Hello, open, everybody. Sir. Welcome back to Get to the Point. I'm Jake Fire, <laughs> alongside Sean Edwards and Jody Leone. Fellows, how are we doing today? I was caught off guard there. Nobody told me that. That's your fault, not mine. So I, I, I don't know whose fault that was. There was either. It's not my fault. Because I was, you didn't I, say anything. It, we, fire, to, you didn't say anything. Fire to be opens. fair, fire. To be fair, fire. You always find a way to cut in. So I think that Sean was just waiting for you to cut in. And you didn't do it, so you wait. You picked okay. the worst first okay. time to fair to not fair, cut in. but also also to be fair, every time we have stated that I'm opening, we have talked about that prior to the show happening. That is fair. And then we just and then we just started off, and there's just a little bit of silence. We, we we've <laughs> decided just, as a group that fire will open the shows. Sean was. Then why'd just, you do it last episode? Sean's having a because power struggle. We, I, I, why did we do it last episode? Uh, uh. I forget. All right. Sean's I having a power struggle. He, he, oh, because I had to let in because I was yeah. going to be uh, diplomatic. Um, regardless, fire. You open the shows, okay? So that's I. You know, I, I don't think me and Joe, as the senior members, should give you a, a strike or a demerit, but just kind of a like, you know. No. Let, let's I, be. I, I, uh, I think Sean is. Sean is trying to reestablish the power in the relationship, so he was trying to not to because he knew he he could have mentioned it, but he decided not to say anything to fire. So then, that is the uh, monstrosity of an open that you're going to get from us, folks. But uh, I'd like to take the 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 wheel here for the beginning of the show because some very disturbing information was handed over to Fire and I this weekend. Very uh, disturbing regarding. Our third host, Sean Anderson, and this information, honestly, I was very put back. Um, it is honestly makes him proven to be extremely unprofessional. Um, I honestly don't know if I can fully <laughs> trust him or anything that he tells me because of the information that was presented to us. It, it is shattered it has shattered any lack uh, or any ability for sean to be credible reliable or anything along that sense on this I'm show i'm so sure i'm so sure all, in, all all integrity is gone so 637 on saturday i got received a text message in addition to fire from an unnamed source you can figure out who this source is this <laughs> is how the text message reads love the show listen to it when i worked out this morning Anyway, this clip of Sean saying that I didn't make guac for a month is a lie. I make guac at least once every other week, and about a week <laughs> before he went to the restaurant where he tried the guac, we had taco night, and I make some fire 
guac. Expose him. K, have a nice rest of the day. Sean, I said there was no way that for a month there was no guac in your house. I said that's not possible. Everybody loves guac. I said it, Joe. I said it. You did say it. You're a goddamn liar. You're a goddamn liar. I didn't see any guac. How can we trust you? No, you saw the guac. I didn't see any guac. You're going to double down on this? You're going to double down on this. I will double down on it. I didn't see any. There was taco night. Had I, I, if I can recall, it was taco night, not guac and taco night. All right, well, guac is a staple of any yes. Mexican feast, Sean. Yes. It is Come typically on. made on taco night. I'll get your source right now. Hold on. I would I'll, like I'll... Su- I would like Suze to disprove the fact that you did not see the guacamole. Suze, this is this is uh, this is Sean's sister who gave us this information. He is now calling her, I believe, but. Nonetheless, Sean, you lied about something that you very clearly knew was there. All you had to do was say it was made, and I just didn't do it. It's all you Sean, had to say. Clean no, right no, and no, all you no, can no, do is no, come no, clean no. right okay. now. All you have to I do is come clean. I didn't go to the store when I should have. That is true. Come, no, no, no. Come clean about guac in the house, and you there saw was it. There was guac in your house. house. Someone made it. Guac in house. I had, I had not seen guac I, before. We did the guac and the dip bracket. There was guac in the house. Afterwards, there was no guac in the house. Give and the microphone here. Shut up rat, and give it. Give your mic. Your give rat the mic. Is Shut up and give defend. the microphone. You're Go the ahead. rat. Give the microphone now, to your sister. Right You're done talking. You're cut Go off, ahead. Sean. I don't uh, even know if the, I can finish this show. You, you ratting out uh, a, a I lie. I was listening to the podcast as I was getting a good pump in. Jim's are opening back <laughs> up. I was listening to the podcast and I heard my name being drug. Through the mud. Oh. I, I make guacamole all the time. I offer it to you all the time. And you always give the same little baby, eh, n- no. And then that's where we go. And that's what happens. Uh, so and how many can, times that month was there guac made? Byron wants to know how many times that month Give her the headphones, you doofus. It, I have at least made guac, like, I don't know, once every two weeks. At I, least. We, we just need... Some confirmation. This particular night that you referenced to us in the text message you sent to us, this particular night, did Sean recognize to some extent? Like, do you think he noticed that there was guacamole available? Of, of course. Of course he knew that Wait, there was guacamole available. Guac. No, no, no. There was knew. guacamole available at the supermarkets. Yes, and I can own up to that. But I had not seen it in the house. I don't know if I, I agree with that. I find I that very hard that to statement. believe. We we have a a, a dis uh, disagreeing source here, Sean, and I I find your lack of ability to admit you were wrong extremely disturbing. He can't hear me, but it's still okay, extremely disturbing. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how I Sean, can finish I'm, this show with with the fact that you won't admit that it was there. Just tell I'm us just it was there. I didn't see it, the so I can't admit that it was there. Oh, you're so stubborn. You're I know that you saw it. I didn't you're see such it. A, how can we trust that that statement from you when you couldn't even admit that it was it could have been possibly made before that time? I'm not saying know, there was no how possibility. Can, I know I'm how we can solve that this. I didn't see it. How can you solve it, Fire? How For the next it? month, you need to wear a GoPro all around your house and send us footage. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get so some with the GoPro sees, you see. No, no, no. There will be no GoPro tracker on Sean. 
Oh. That would actually be hilarious. You, you guys are reality TV right there. Yes, I am. No, I'm not happy. I, I, I'm not happy because Why I not? think that uh, you're still failing to admit that you did something wrong, and it's okay to admit that you lied. I have admitted you're that, that I did something wrong, that I didn't go to the store. Okay? Uh, Sean, I have one more question. Yeah, I have one ahead, more question. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah. On taco night, did you consume any tortilla chips? Oscar yes or no? Salsa. I cannot remember fire. It was over there, a month ago. There was definitely. Oh, then how can you? Wait, 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 wait. If it, you can't remember and it was over a month ago, how do you know if it was there or not? You Because lying. there are simple. Th- I can't remember the you entire spread lying. of Taco Night, but I can remember <laughs> when I went or when not. That, that, that presence of that goop is <laughs> oh in the house. You lying okay. piece of. That is what you are. You have no idea. Just admit that you don't know because you don't remember, and it was probably there. I already said I don't remember. Okay, but just admit that it was probably there. I cannot admit to that. Because your not remembering is uncredible because Suze just told us she made it. She remembers making it. It was there. We have confirmation. It was on the scene. We better uh, move on before I, I, I lose it on Sean. Oh, you're going to lose it over a guacamole fight, Joe. Yeah, because you're a liar. Down. You're a liar. Okay. And a pig. Cool. <laughs> pig. <laughs> yeah, and he's fat. To- no. Fine. <laughs> oh, geez, Louise. Okay. Can we get to some sports, please? Yeah, obviously this is a sports show. All right, well, you're in luck, people, because you're getting our genuine reaction to the new breaking news that Jamal Adams has officially requested a trade uh, from the New York Jets. Uh, The atmosphere between him and management has been dicey for the last, I'd say, couple years. Um, uh, Rich, is this Kamini or Simini, Joe? Simini. Samini uh, tweeted out the Jets. Uh, Jamal Adams' situation continues to deteriorate. Adams informed the team that he wants to be traded. A source tells ESPN, hashtag Jets. So, yeah, now I mean, the, go ahead, fire. I said just uh, making the Pats road a little bit easier. I mean, we love that AFC East crumbling, and, you know, with Tom Brady gone, we'd all the help we can get this season. So, bada bing, bada boom, ship him off. I wouldn't ship be surprised off, if baby. he stayed in the NFC, or AFC East. I feel like he's that type of player that would either want to go he, to, to major market or or get revenge on the Jets. So I wouldn't. Well, I know. No, he wants I know to go he hates where the Patriots. He wants to go where he knows that he's going to get the best available contract. And I'm not saying that he's strictly money motivated. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that if you're a star player and you can't get to a a, a solid footing on your contract, I think that motivates you even more to find a better situation where someone is willing to pay you. If we're just looking at available teams that we know are interested and need safety help, even though this has obviously been the the most reoccurring rumor regarding the possibility of this trade, the Dallas Cowboys remain the best possible location for him to land. They have a pretty open cap situation. They obviously still need to sign Dak, but I think that they have plenty of room to fit in Jamal Adams, and they really need that final last piece on the back end of their defense for them to take that next step forward. So I, I would be shocked if he's not a Dallas Cowboy come the end of these trade negotiations. I am sick of tired of seeing Jeff Heath in the in as a safety for the Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, I, I hey, don't he's know pretty why. good. He's, not he's bad. a decent he's sub package guy, but I don't want him as my every down safety. I, oh, no, I'd, no. I'd he's rather good, he's have good when you're throwing Adams. an extra DB. When, when you're throwing an extra DB exactly. in the game, he actually does a pretty good job, but he's not your go-to safety. I, 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 agree, I agree with that. I just don't know how well Jamal Adams would get along with Jerry Jones if he can't get along with Jets management. <laughs> That's a good point. Right. But that's not so much ownership. Uh, actually, with Jerry Jones is the general manager. Yeah. Well, to be fair, though, <laughs> one thing we know for sure is that Jerry Jones is always very willing to pay his players. There are very few, like, serious, long, drawn-out contract holdouts. They're, they usually Dak get paid Prescott. at some point. Well, Dak Prescott's going to get paid eventually. It's just the process. He's asking Marco for... Murray. Jerry Jones gave him a really generous offer. It's just mostly because of... Um, the fact that Dak was asking for such a high number, why it's taking so long? He's gonna pay him. All right, but but Sean, Demarco Murray was only good because of that O line, but but that, that's a story for another day. But. He wasn't. He was good in Philly for a year, and he was good in Tennessee. So you can check very that good in Tennessee. Bank. I'd say he was above average, but he he had, a, he had a breakout year, a couple years in Dallas, and then after that, he was just above average. I think he's rushed for ten thousand yards. I don't think so. I, 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 I do not think that's true, Joe. Let me look it up. Please do. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if New York can uh, get the lead out and uh, keep 7, an all-pro player. But uh, I, I don't think that they will. Um, and then it'll just be a, another fun cog that is the machine of the NFL that we get to watch. Uh, and now, I guess speaking of markets and destinations, Joe, you have uh, – given us the uh, topic of where you would play uh, if you were an athlete, not specifically football, basketball, hockey, uh, baseball, any of that. If you're an athlete, but you have excluded major markets. Uh, for that reasoning, uh, I'd like to hear a little deliberation from you. Yeah, the idea is for this segment, we're going to talk about locations where we think would be really fun to be a professional athlete in if we could pick that specific location. But we wanted to make things a little bit more complicated because it's easy to pick Boston if you're Jake Fire and it's easy for Sean to pick Atlanta or D.C. So I figured might as well make it a little bit more complicated. Pick non-major typical big markets. The way that I was able to distinguish between the major and non-major is that I, I re- referenced... Uh, Nielsen ratings in terms of uh, markets with the most amount of television televisions and, and people in them. Uh, the top 10 are removed from the list and not allowed to be quoted by any of us. Those top 10, just to quickly squ- skim through them, New York, LA, Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas, Fort Worth, San Francisco, Washington, DC, Houston, Boston, and then lastly, Atlanta. So I'll, let's open this up for discussion. I don't want to hear from Fire first because I hate Fire's pick, but Sean, if you were to, to decide a market that you well, would like rude. to play in, where would you go play? Okay. Now, this one hits home for me, all right? I took a trip on spring break to this city, and I was incredibly humbled as to how unimportant I was and how whatever amount of money that I had was, was pennies to the owners of clubs uh, to owners of, of, of bars, it didn't matter. I had no stature, I had no status, didn't matter that I had two teammates with me, didn't matter that we had pretty girls with us, it didn't matter. So if I'm a professional athlete, after going through that, not traumatizing, but incredibly humbling traumatizing. experience, 
<laughs> I'm going uh, to Miami, uh, and I am going to live it up a way which I could not do my my during spring break my junior year of college. I am going there. Okay. I am getting into Mr. Jones. I am getting into live. I am doing the damn thing. That is where I am going. That's the market where I want to play, and I'm going to be the big fish. Miami all the way. Fire, why don't you tell us your horrendous pick for a market? All right, it's not horrendous. You know, my market, the fans are gasping for winners. They're just, they just want winners. That, that's, that city, and the city is Cleveland. Cleveland is in desperation of champions and championships, and they just want the best sports team around. I've been to a Cleveland Browns game. I've been to a, a Cleveland Indians game. I'm so sorry. I've seen the fans. They love it. They live for it. They breathe it. I, I want to play in a place where people, you know, get jacked up, get jacked up to see the games. <laughs> but, and also nearby Cleveland is the Warren Hot Dog Shop, which is the best chili dog you will ever get in your entire life. I swear to God, not even joking, I will take you guys there and we'll each get eight chili dogs because they're little, but they're just delicious in a cherry soda. Fire, and, you couldn't even drag me into Cleveland. And my dad is from that area. I will never. My dad is from that area. Ever go anywhere near Cleveland? So Cleveland my selling is, point. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Joe I was I, just gonna I, say it's such a depressing ahead. city. I don't know why you. It's not pick. that bad. There, there's some nice, some nice parks in the middle. Okay, parks. I mean, I'm gonna give a little contrast here, Fire. Okay, Lake Erie, which was once on fire, or <laughs> Miami Beach. All right, it's not as industrial anymore, Sean. I like I don't like the heat. I, I would rather die than live in Florida with the humidity. I can't do that. My body is not built to live in the humidity. I like the cold, so I'd rather live by Lake Erie, yeah. Sean, we're forgetting that fire is from near Boston, and I think that it's not depressing and not as depressing as Cleveland, but it's also not really near any attractions like Miami. So I can kind of understand your... your are the reason why girls you prettier than Miami girls? You're a professional athlete, Jake. A uh, professional Sean, obviously, athlete. You gotta fly him in. You gotta fly him in. Hey, yeah, hey girl, exactly. you wanna come to Cleveland? <laughs> you gotta do well, your work online. I'm, you can't just go to I'm not there. Oh I'm not there for that. I'm there I'm there for the chili dogs and for the wins. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I'm there. To, I'm there to to play in a big market that wants me to be there, and I'm there to eat chili dogs. So that's you're, my. You're that's perfect. It. So your perfect scenario. Play for Cleveland. Uh, have everyone give everyone hope and get a sponsorship from the from the Chili Dog Place. Is that that that's Cle your dream life as an athlete? Cleveland, this is for you. Yes. Fire would pull a reverse LeBron any day. Uh, okay. My, yeah. So. Joe, I guess, wants to live with a whole bunch of 65-year-olds. Um, go ahead. Dive into yours, yeah. please. I, why is mine a bad pick? Uh, I, I, you chose great. Miami. Miami was right outside of it, and we thought they were going to be in it. So you got, the, you got the best possible pick. I decided to go with another beach community-type area that's just very nice, uh, you know, has very good night scene, uh, nightlife, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Very good bars and clubs. Not clubs, but like really nice bars and stuff like that. I, have a, I got a friend who lives out there, so I have – some reference point why I know that it's it's just a really good area to hang out. It's very casual. It's very laid back. Terrible for in terms of um, – actually, I wouldn't even say terrible. San Diego Chargers fans were actually pretty loyal, and then they moved to L.A., and no one gives a crap about the team. So that, that was been there. So you'd basically be a Sucks. Padres player. Hey, Joe, you know what else is yeah. pretty great about uh, San Diego? How about the property tax? 
How about giving half of your money just to live there? That's where I, you'd want I to didn't go. consider that property okay. tax. You know what Florida's is? Look at Zero. you, Mister Adult. Oh, I'm gonna zero property measure. tax in Florida. Yeah, well, because it's so humid that your whole house is gonna get moldy <laughs> in a year. <laughs> Not my house. All right. Well, I'm just saying, San Diego, meh, decent, kind of hot. Not my thing. San Padres Diego tickets is are going beautiful. for five bucks. Um, it, it's a beautiful area, but. I I couldn't I couldn't live there knowing that I'm giving half of my money to this uh, to to property tax. It's the worst. Yeah, it's a worst, lot. It's the worst it's thing ever. So Joe, uh, please rethink your decision um, and, and be a little more thorough uh, analyzing your entire future life. Uh, shit. And maybe I could do the same because I'm sure I get a little bit tired of all that scene in Miami after a little bit. Maybe maybe yeah, fire so, so, uh, might have the best one of the best selections. It is hot. It's definitely the best selection because Sean, you're gonna get tired of that nightlife. You're gonna you're gonna get tired of it, and you're gonna want yeah, to like you're play. not gonna get tired so of it. It's too good in Miami, man. No, I won't get tired of Cleveland. I, I will come to love the people. They will love me. LeBron got tired love the of chili Cleveland, dogs. and he he could well, he could buy the, the the city of Cleveland. He got well, he's from Ohio. He, he he's he's tasted that cup of tea, so he wanted something else. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> okay, well. A couple weeks ago, we did a um, second-year step-ups with uh, the quarterback position in the NFL. Uh, today, we are going to do the same thing, but with the running back uh, position. And uh, last year's rookies, um, they all performed at a pretty decent uh, rate. Uh, there was definitely one standout, and the rest were all pretty close together. Um I picked Devin Singletary as mine. I'll let Joe and Jake get to theirs after. Last year, he had 775 yards, two touchdowns, 29 catches, 194 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. Uh, I like him. He's very shifty, uh, and he runs pretty hard in between the tackles also, uh, which I I find really uh, desirable for my running back. Um, I could see him coming alive next year for 1,150 yards, something like that. I'm not saying he's going to lead the league. You have to compete with the big dogs, and and he's not a big dog yet, but – I, I can definitely see him taking a step forward in Buffalo. I think Buffalo's got their head on straight, and I think he is just very complimentary um, as a receiving option also for Josh Allen. If he starts getting pressure, you could check it down. He'll get you a first down. Uh, Devin Singletary is my second-year step up. Um, let's go to fire, and then Joe can give his obvious one. Yeah, so uh, my second-year step up is David Montgomery. You know, he had eight, almost 900 yards rushing, six touchdowns, and uh, almost 200 yards receiving. And sharing the backfield with Tariq Cohen, I think those are pretty good stats to, you know, for a, a Tariq Cohen also get the large quantity of the uh, of the reps. So I feel like he'll uh, build off of that and have another great, solid second year. I just I just fear that he's that it's going to be a Jordan Howard thing with him. You know, it could be. I mean, I get I get the same vibe also, but you know, but Jordan we'll Howard how, was we'll playing under a, a different coach and used very differently. I think David Montgomery is more of a receiving option, which is why they, they selected him uh, where they did, because they wanted a, a multi-threat guy that was not as small and compact as Tariq Cohen was. I'm a big fan of the Devin Singletary pick because of where he's playing. He's playing with a, a team that is trending upward with a quality offensive line with the Buffalo Bills. But my pick 
and you can call it obvious if you want, has to be Josh Jacobs, who last year was the only one out of these guys to surpass 1,000 yards rushing as a rookie, 1,150 yards, seven touchdowns. He also had 20 receptions for 166. So not really a, a big receiver, but the reason why I like Josh Jacobs is that we know that, that John Gruden is willing to run the football and use that as a way to progress their offense. Um, he is a little bit more of a West Coast style scheme when it comes to offensive play calling and typically the way that you like to use the run game off of that is creating easier rushing lanes by having a strong balance between the two the the one reason though why I like Josh Jacobs is I always like to attribute the offensive line I always like to take a look at like all right who's blocking for him because that is the single most contributing factor out of anything for a running back and have them having success I like their offensive line I think that last year they had an underrated group they will have still pretty much the same group. I don't think they lost anyone. And I, li- I like the collective unit along their offensive line that will be paving good rushing lanes for Josh Jacobs. Okay. Well, I, I can't complain about any of the selections that we uh, had there. Um, I'm just ready for football. Uh, I'm ready for, for everything Need to get it. back. Need it. Um, but if you don't mind, I'm going to yell for a little bit here. And I encourage both of you to yell along with me. It's been another week. And uh, last week, we had um, come to a pretty good consensus from what we were hearing that we'd be getting some baseball this this year. Uh, and then that got shut down, then it got reopened, and then it got shut down again. And now today, we're, uh, owners are proposing a 60-game season, which, you know what, for the circumstances, I will take anything. I will take important baseball where every game matters. Uh, I will take it. I will happily take it. And the players like the players have have just been stricken with anger and, and vitriol that they can't get ready to go and play and make some money and do something. Uh, what what is it that they've been tweet, uh, tweeting out time and place we are ready. Every yep. ma- every major star in the MLB, every single poster boy for your league is tweeting out we are ready. And you're not? And you're the guys making the rules? Give me a break. I can't stand it. I can't stand how the MLB can't get out of its own way. And then, to compound it, because I'm already frustrated. I'm already frustrated that I see everybody voicing out, saying we're ready to play. We're ready to play the sport. We're ready to get it going. I just see a tweet. And I don't think this is directly... Uh, in reference to anything, uh, any of the legislation that's been happening recently. But um, I saw a tweet uh, from, I think, David, uh, David Wade, uh, I think is his name. Um, he said, you're the commissioner of the MLB. Uh, pick three things here to help improve the game. Let me run these things down. 30-second pitch clock. No leaving batter's box. Seven-inning games. 120-game season, no instant replay, robot umpires. Now, let me tell you the problem with this list. Let me tell you the problem, uh, the, the uh, why baseball has worms eating its brain and why they can't stop shooting themselves in the foot. The only thing that is conceivable on this list is a 120-game season uh, as a possibility to improve the game. Uh, and the, the only bright side I can see in that is is uh, less injury and wear and tear on pitchers' arms, so maybe they can play. It should for be longer. 82 games. It should be an 82 game season. 
I am just saying that just like basketball, okay, baseball is. Uh, Joe, I'll double regular, back on that after this. Um, the regular season is a, is irrelevant in in the in ML, ML in the blah, Major League Baseball. Choking on my words, but if you make an eighty-two game season, like every team has something to fight for, just like in the NBA, maybe expand the playoff format a little bit, make it more interesting. I get that. I get that. That's the only thing that I would uh, reasonably consider. I mean, the records and all that, it, it, that, that pains me. But let's go through this list real quick. 30-second pitch clock. Have you ever pitched? Have you ever had to center yourself? After, yes. Have you ever just needed that time or you're getting signs and there's runners 30 on them? Seconds, there's this, 30, 30 seconds, seconds is, is a, nothing to a pitcher. That's a long there. time. That's a long time. That's a, you think that's a seconds? long time? Yes. Is it? Uh, are you talking about from the set or in between pitches? I'm saying from the moment that batter steps in the box, you have 30 seconds to throw your first pitch, and then once you get I the ball back, 30 seconds. I can it, once you get the ball, 30 seconds. Like when the pitcher has the ball in his hand, clock starts. Okay. I that one, I can also somewhat, somewhat deal with. No leaving the batter's box. I didn't even bring it down to. I didn't bring it down to twenty, twenty-five, thirty seconds. Is a, that's a long one. I, 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 th- I think you've forgotten what three. it's like to be uh, up there on the mound. Um, yeah, well, I mean, last time I threw, I was in AVLL Little League Baseball oh. for the <laughs> Orioles. Okay, so. fire. Uh, no leaving the batter's box. What in the hell is that? What in the hell is that? Do you understand yeah. how much a ri- of a rhythm? that these batters need to get into and how often they practice that routine of, of, of every pitch resetting yourself and getting up there with a new approach. If you sit in that batter's box the whole time, you're going to be so uncomfortable, it, it, you won't be able to function. I agree. I agree. I think you should be allowed one step out per at-bat. One step? Oh, I didn't realize we were going to. I'm not going to go to blows with you over this. I, I, I like that saying. you're countering. I like your counters. I'm fine with that. Seven inning games. What is the? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Also, you're fine with with with. Just throw to eight. Keep the seventh inning stretch. Three, two, to eight. two outs. Bottom of the ninth. We've heard that all of our life. Bottom of the ninth has been ubiquitous with not only sports culture but life. Bottom of the ninth is when you need to swing the hardest, not bottom of the seventh. Uh, that takes right, well, away middle relievers. Sean. It takes away. Cl- it, you're going to have a starter go out there. What happens with perfect games and no hitters fire? Baseball. What, you baseball have no. Is, what? what ha- the sanctity of a perfect game or a no hitter will be completely ruined for every pitcher that throws one in a seven inning game because it's going to diminish how hard it is to, to go a full nine. You know how many pitchers make it seven with no hits? A lot. A lot. So then the no-hitter is completely diminished. I'm not for that. All right, but you have to consider the future of baseball. You have to consider the future of baseball. And by the way it's going, leagues like the MLS are coming up oh by storm. Oh, get and that we'll MLS. take over the MLB and out of here. Look. Oh, my God, Joe. I, adapt or die. My, adapt or might die. I inter- <laughs> might I interject here? That's, I think that's the longest I've gone without talking because I think it is Sean too. just I, – I don't even know if I want to call that rambling or not. The point of the matter here is all of these things on this list are almost disgusting to even talk about because it's not like with things that we've discussed with rule changes with football and ways thing to make things safer. 
this is completely pulling apart the integrity of a sport that has been around for over a hundred years. This is pulling apart tradition and and like you were talking about the the, the nine innings along those lines. We don't need to sit here and break down every single little thing on here. If you make any of these changes, I think that would drastically mess up the game. There are better ways to, in quotes, improve the game. This is people talking about how they want to fix it so younger people are interested in it. That's not the way to do it. The way to do it is properly marketing your stars like we see with the NBA, like we see with the NFL. I barely see anything on the MLB on social media. The they don't way distribute that it is marketed. their content. They don't at They don't. All. It's the stupid... They don't know how to do anything in terms of marketing. It is one of the worst marketing departments out of any professional sports because they think that the, that they can just keep doing what they're doing. They're not being innovative. We listen to who is the guy from the NBA that we listen to? Dion Kokoros. You're on, we're on Dion, the same page. He was asking he, for for young people's input. Yes. He consistently asks for people who have grown up in the social media age on how to develop the platform of basketball. He talked about how he didn't know what mm -hmm. Snapchat was, and then he brought in people that did, and now the NBA on Snapchat is a massive thing. It's almost like a bunch of 40- and 50-year-old guys, 60-year-old guys, are the ones that are, are managing the promotion and the media content of this this whole league and it's clear that whoever is in charge of this has no clue what they're doing nor do they understand how to listen to the younger demographic hire as many 20 something year olds as possible there's a reason why 20 year olds are doing big things and they're getting hired so much to do media related jobs social media pr marketing because we know what everyone else younger than us and around our age wants it, I, I, yep. we, we shouldn't it's, try to pick apart the game. We should they, just. They want the MLS. They want the MLS. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you. In the I, head. Wait, wait, wait. Can I, I actually? I will say with. I will say to fire, fire. I do agree with you. I, I think that you're being a little bit overly aggressive, a little aggro with the whole MLS over MLB thing. But I will agree that no, the but it's, get, it's going. The there. reason why the MLS is gaining popularity is because they have one of the best commissioners out of any of the sports, close to Adam Silver, and they know how to market their product. So younger uh, demographics and, and the younger generations are interested in the sport. That is why that is and doing so well. There's a reason why you started watching it because you're 20-something years old and you're, you're now interested in I this mean, league. I started I've watching it because he was a I, Premier League fan, right? You were, you were a European I, I've, soccer I've fan? Been, I've, I've been a soccer fan for a long time. Okay. I always supported Liverpool. Me and my family actually almost moved to Liverpool to build a stadium at one point with my dad. So, that, so that's when I became a Liverpool fan. I was young because he came cool. back with Liverpool kits. That's pretty cool. And um, so from then, I've always been, you know, a soccer fan or a football fan. And then, you know, New England got a team, the Revolution. It was just it was convenient to follow them. So I've been following them, and they were good from the beginning, and they've been struggling for a little bit. But the MLS will take over. There's many big names that are getting involved in the MLS, buying shares of team. Russell Wilson buying a share of the Sounders. Uh, James Harden buying a share of the Dynamo, uh, Kevin Durant buying a share of the Philadelphia Union. Everybody's buying teams. People know that it's a sound investment. And it goes in line with why esports is also starting to become popular. Again, this is just properly knowing how to market to the young group of Americans that are interested in sports, finding ways to get them hooked on it early so that they continue to, to grow and cultivate uh, almost a culture, if you will, around the sport. Instead, the MLB is just banking on all of these 50-year-old men 
that watch the sport that they're going to keep watching it and they're going to get their kids to watch it. It doesn't work like that. Nope. I don't know one person that watches MLS aside from you, Fire. Um, Me. Maybe that's know, just an, an, because another I'm one that it. watches the show is one of my buddies who actually listens to the show, Pete Farrell. Shout out Pete Farrell. Love you, bud. He watches it too. Thanks, okay. Pete. Yeah. Okay, Pete. Um, actually, thank you, <laughs> thank you for listening, Pete. I appreciate it. Fire. <laughs> I'll, I'll thank all of our listeners. I'm, I'm in no position to be uh, uh, grumpily thanking somebody. Um, okay. Well, our last sports topic before we get onto shower pissers. Um, it's been going around a lot, and I, I think it would be interesting if we were to give our uh, thoughts on it. Um, which NFL team should sign uh, Colin Kaepernick? Because it, it, it seems like this is the, the time where it, it's actually going to go through. Now, all of us have different selections, which I, I very much like. Um, who wants to start this off? Fire, why don't you go first? All right, well, uh, I think that an interesting landing spot for Colin Kaepernick would be in New England. You know, the, the quarterback room in New England is very, uh, very weak right now. We have uh, Brian Hoyer, who we've seen what he can do, and it's very minimal. And we have an unproven guy in Jarrett Stidham, so might as well get a guy who's been to the Super Bowl, you know, in, in that QB room, and he can add some experience and possibly start. I mean... I, I don't know if he's near being game ready, but I'm sure he'd be able to compete for that starting job. Right. And I would not be opposed to have him as my starting quarterback at all. I think the best way to look about look at Kaepernick's landing spot is, because right now he hasn't played for a few years, he's over 30, his best way to start out is going to be as a backup. So instead of just trying to pigeonhole him to whatever team that needs a quarterback, um, I think that the best way to go about this is thinking about teams that that use quarterbacks with similar skill sets so when Kaepernick first started out in the league there weren't that many multi-dimensional guys it was really him Russell Wilson uh, RG3 and, and guys were, were coming in and out of the league especially decades before that 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 had this ability to run had a really good and decently accurate arm and that was essentially creating a focal point for their offense now a lot of teams do that Patrick Mahomes can move Lamar Jackson is the firmest uh, example of gashing teams with your legs and also with your arm. So I was trying to think of a good example of a team that has a quarterback that uses similar skills and uses that their offense in their offense, uses those skills to their advantage. So I think the Carolina Panthers make a lot of sense to me. I'm just trying to go off of the mold that Teddy Bridgewater might not be as mobile as he was early on in his career because of that terrible knee injury he suffered he still has that that extra escape the pocket type ability I think more than most quarterbacks I could see him competing with PJ Walker for that backup spot I think that Walker is going to end up being a good backup in this league but if I want to create a little bit of competition in that quarterback room also knowing I have someone if something does something does happen with Teddy Bridgewater I can go out there and put Colin Kaepernick in and he can go make some plays for me and maybe even even find some situations to cause some confusion with multi-quarterback sets. I like that a lot, Joe. Um, the way that I, I saw this, I see a lot of teams that he could benefit uh, immediately on the roster as a backup. Uh, Minnesota, Seattle, uh, the Rams, Houston. Uh, but the la but the last, uh, the, the big two that I think, uh, Atlanta, uh, they have Matt Schaub, 
who is old as hell. He came oh in. Oh my he, god! He came in last year, um, and he threw for like 400 yards in a game, and he played well. Uh, but it, it's it's we're getting to the end of the line with him. And then Pittsburgh. Um, we saw last year what happened with their backup situation. Uh, it was no good, and it's almost like you just you, you're like you got rid of Mike Vick for this because uh, Mike Vick went in and he, he won a game for you. Uh, and I'm like, okay, if you have Kaepernick backing up a, a, an old, feeble Ben Roethlisberger and he goes down again, I'd feel a lot better than, than with the other backups that they have available and the, who they trotted out last year. Uh, I think Atlanta or... Duck Hodges. Yeah, I, 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 and obviously... Don't knock F, Duck. F, FCS guy, we got to show a little love towards him, but... I love I, Duck. I, I, I think that... Uh, Kaepernick would immensely help uh, Pittsburgh uh, with their depth and having a reliable backup. And now, to finish things off. <sighs> we are on to shower the... Pisser. All time... Shower pisser. Shower pissers list. Uh, we are now on to the kicker position. And this one is making me pretty happy. I'll get mine out of the way first. I'm going with Sebastian Janikowski because he's probably the coolest kicker of all time. Um, he's also the largest. He was 265. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, who doesn't love seeing him just blast balls from 60 at his frame? He was just badass. Yeah. He was also incredibly good. So I think he actually had some swagger as a kicker that's saying, you know, because if you're in the NFL locker room, and you're a kicker, you're probably not one to step on anybody's toes, let alone piss on them. So, uh, but but Sebastian Janikowski, I'm thinking, is like, yeah, who won that game today? Me. Who's pissing in that shower today? <laughs> Me. Who's going to the bars 15 minutes after this? Me. He I'd like to say my shower pisser. I feel like he's more of like a, ah, I did that kind of guy. Like, yeah, he's a little yeah, bit, I don't think me. he's aggressive. I think he's a little bit more laid back. He just doesn't care. Um, yeah. I will say though, I, as a specialist, I can firmly say that out of any position group, I think kickers piss in the shower more than any position group besides offensive line, maybe and tight end out of any position group. If I, if I were to, to pick a specific one, it has to be kicker. So that Sebastian Janikowski one makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I think more than linebackers. There's a lot of times you weren't in the shower and it was only specialists, and I can tell you that there's a lot of piss you know, that, that You know in what? Shower. When it was only specialists, you're like, oh, hey, we can get away with this. We're going to just take a pee right now. That's Yeah. I, I get, yeah, not when it's the whole group, brother. That's the difference. We all got really excited when it was just us in there, too. Those were good times. Those were simpler times. My pick for uh, shower pisser just happens to be a mix between the two most notorious uh, pissing groups, kicker and offensive line. Lou Groza. I didn't even fully know that because it was so long ago that Lou Groza also was a guard. So he is a very large, large man, a, a toe kicker back in the day before guys figure, figured out actually how to kick a football instead of just jamming the front of their foot into the into the bottom part of the ball and hoping it would go straight. Uh, Lou Groza, though, just a, 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 I don't want to say blob because that's a little too mean, but just a, a very... What, what I bet would he you could say? still kick your ass. Okay? Probably could I kick bet my he could ass. still kick your guy. ass right now. But uh, the guy definitely pissed in the shower. He's big. He looks very laid back. He looks very focused in this picture I put in our doc. That that all screams shower pisser. 
I don't hate All it. right, and for ahead, for mine, I have the uh, long hair, don't care Dan Carpenter. <laughs> I mean, that guy's been around for a long time, and uh, the most infamous video is he throws his helmet into the ground and bounces back up. You guys seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. Where he throws his. That's Dan Carpenter. He pisses in the shower, you know. I'm in on That's it. That's about it. I'm in on it. Fire. Um, all right, Just fire. look at him, and then you'll be you, you'll be like, yeah. Uh, it is your week for the send off music. Uh, what do you want? Oh man. Uh, let's do um, a little bitty town by um, Blackberry Smoke, or One Horse Town by Blackberry Smoke. Have that, and you will be listening to this right underneath the bed. Uh, That was the show this week, uh, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share this with a friend. Feel free to give us a five-star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or leave a review if you like the show. Um, You can Can follow these. Can I I quickly just cut in? I want to say this, and I, I think it's very important to say this. If you listen to the show and you really like the show, please go give us a review and a star rating because, like it is with restaurants, People will sometimes that love it and go back constantly will not leave a review, but all it takes is one jack wagon to leave a negative one that doesn't really care or know anything about the show or the restaurant. So please, uh, if you are a fan of the show and you listen on a reoccurring basis, we would really appreciate the the feedback. Uh, We're talking to you, Pete. We're talking to you. (laughs) Definitely right, Joe. Yeah, Pete. You can can follow the... uh, the show on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. Myself on Twitter at Sanderson Radio. Joe on at, on Twitter at Joe DeLeon. Jake on Twitter at JakeFire54. Uh, the Twitch stream is Get to the Point Pod, uh, where there are game streams. Uh, Joe, I don't do unfortunately, did not want to do a, 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 a stream of me kicking his ass all I over did. the field in Madden. That, that was, that was did you cut it up? Did you put I it on YouTube? I didn't cut it up. I didn't have time. Oh. I had I had a so backloading of, of videos to cut. So. Oh, oh, of your own franchise videos, right? Yes. Yes. Instead of instead of me kicking your ass. Hey, are, hey, are you are you cutting or recording any videos and getting views on YouTube? I don't think so. Or shut the hell up. What's the YouTube channel for the people? Uh, it's just get to the point gaming. Okay. Get to, get to the point gaming. We should make our own Warzone team with shirts. Uh, <laughs> gaming is so funny to me. All right, everybody. Why is that funny be, to you? It's just, I never thought I would have a, a, a if you told 17-year-old like Sean team. that I would have a, a YouTube gaming channel with you two, I would, I, I don't know you, what wait, I would say. Wait, technically, right now, neither of you have done anything to contribute to this, so it's technically my channel at the moment. So until you guys start stepping up and doing stuff, it's my channel. Joe, right, I'm a gamer. It, I can it, give you. I can I give you a, an assortment of Joe gaming. How about that? What happened to <laughs> Blue on Blue Crew? What about that, Joe? That was actually that, my that gaming. Was, That's that your was gaming re- channel. It was Blue on the Blue Crew is your gaming channel. Yeah, and I got a couple thousand views on some videos. Okay, okay. Stupid bitch. <laughs> you want a cookie? Do you <laughs> yeah, want a cookie? Saying it's, more, it's I'm more views you have. It's more views than you have on YouTube. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. My highlight tape might have more views than whatever you had. Oh, six. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We will be back next week uh, for more buffoonery. Uh, Thanks for listening.
this little bitty town Oh yeah, it ain't nothing new We all stick around